Hello, everyone out there in listening land. I'm Lisa. And I'm Larry, welcoming you to our second episode of Lisa and Larry's Untitled Relationship Show. And I'm confident that Larry will soon agree that the title I came up with for our podcast is much better than the one he came up with. Are you saying that because you haven't let me sleep with you since our argument? It wasn't an argument, Larry. It was a simple discussion where I informed you unequivocally that I was right and you were wrong. Anyway, our love lesson for today will examine that age-old question, is there such a thing as love at first sight? It's an important topic because you want to be sure that your initial feelings for someone are genuine and will last long into the future. Love at first sight can elicit an overwhelming reaction, and I should know, as I've experienced it dozens of times throughout my life. Larry, you told me that I was only the third person you ever had that experience with. Well, I I, I didn't mean literally dozens of times. I meant it figuratively. Well, how can you mean something figuratively when you're talking about a specific mathematical quantity? Lisa, you know I'm really lousy at math, so my figures aren't necessarily as accurate as somebody who's taken advanced geometry or calculus. My figures are strictly figurative. So, how many times is dozens? Um, how many? Uh, Three or four? In fact, maybe only two. Actually, for the sake of argument, or should I say for the sake of avoiding an argument, let's just say I have only experienced love at first sight one single time, and that was with you, my darling. Aw, you always know just the right thing to say. Well, I've certainly learned how to do that over time. I still remember the night we met and those very first words you spoke to me. Ah, yes, I'll, I'll never forget it either. Then why don't you share it with our listeners? I love it when you express your feelings for me. Me share it? Uh, sure, but could you please refresh my memory just a little bit? I believe we met at an outdoor jazz concert, right? No, we weren't at a jazz concert. Then it must have been one of those free pops concerts in the park. I don't know who you're confusing me with, Larry, but you didn't take me to any music events for the first two months we were dating. I didn't? Well, that must have been because there weren't any good ones in town. I told you I really wanted to see Abomania. But those tickets were 50 bucks a piece, and I don't believe you had even let me kiss you yet. Well, I told you, your overbite scared me a little. But you adapted nicely. Yes, after my late-night visit to the emergency room. Ever since you mentioned ABBA, I've been thinking of some of their song titles, and I believe the first words I said when I saw you were, Mamma Mia! Mm, Not exactly. Take a chance on me? You're getting colder. Then it's got to be, I've been waiting for you. Nope. As they say in football jargon, three strikes and you're out. The very first words that came out of your mouth when you saw me were, Hey, nice ass. I don't know that song. It's not an ABBA song. You uttered it at a party at a banquet hall. There was probably music playing over the PA system, and that's why I thought we were at a concert. You were talking to your friend Brian, and when I walked by, I overheard you making that comment about my derriere. See, it was love at first sight. That's not what love at first sight means. No? Then why did I fall in love with you the moment I spotted your posterior? (laughs) That's merely lust. The word merely should never be placed right before the word lust. Lust is one of the most powerful feelings a person can have. It's, It's right up there with hunger, thirst, and really needing to go to the bathroom. I hope you don't consider lust to be more important than the deeper, more mature feelings of love. Of course not, Lisa. Love is why we've made a permanent commitment to each other. A permanent commitment is called marriage, even if the marriage is only temporary, but it means at least you tried. 
You know I'll be happy to make that solemn commitment to you as soon as I'm certain it won't end up like either of my previous marriages. Well, you didn't have love at first sight with either of your wives, now did you? No, but they both had nice asses. Which just goes to show you that immediate physical attraction and lust do not ensure that a relationship will last. Maybe not, but they sure help get things off to a great start. So, what if I didn't have a nice ass? Would you have still asked me out? Larry? Larry! Oh, uh, so sorry, I, I was thinking of more ABBA song titles. So, getting back to our love lesson. No, no, getting back to the question you didn't answer. I honestly don't recall you asking me any question. I believe that it's time for a short musical break. That question. Of course I would have asked you out, even if you hadn't been wearing those skin-tight silver pants at the banquet hall. Those skin-tight silver pants were on the ass of my friend Marcia. I was wearing jeans that night. Well, your jeans fit so snugly they reflected the light and shined like silver. Okay, after you spotted my rear end, what was the second thing that you noticed about me that made you want to strike up a conversation? It definitely wasn't something physical. It was about who you were as a person. Oh, well, that's so sweet, Larry. Can you remember what it was? Well, I, I saw you walking away, and the way your ass moved, it just... Larry! What I'm trying to say is that a woman's walk reveals who she is as a human being. Your walk exuded confidence and self-determination, and I thought to myself, that's a woman who understands who she is, and I want to get to know everything about her. Okay, for some ridiculous reason, I'm going to accept that explanation, but even so, that would be love at second sight. That depends on how long each individual sight lasted. I doubt I blinked once from the time I first spotted your ass until the time I intercepted you at the punch bowl. I believe that would still be considered part of the initial sight. Okay, so we met at the punch bowl, and you offered to fill my cup. I was already your willing slave. But you couldn't find the ladle, so you served me the punch with your cupped hands. I did? I must have been drinking something other than punch. And that's why when we danced later in the night, your hands got stuck to the back of my blouse. That would be love at first touch. <laughs> that's very funny, Larry. And I can honestly say that your quick wit was the first thing that attracted me to you. It almost made me forget about your overbite. Time out for hugs. Uh-oh. What's the matter? I probably should have taken that Danish out of my pocket before our loving embrace. Would you like a lick? Uh, no thanks. I'm not a big fan of linty snacks. So, what was the second thing you liked about me? Hmm. I'm thinking... Seeing as our show has a limited amount of time, perhaps you can more easily recall some of my other negative traits that filled your mind before you began to feel some twinges of attraction for me? Well, this next one is kind of related to the first. Along with that overbite, I noticed you had a slice of jicama stuck between your teeth. That's impossible. <laughs> no, I remember it distinctly. I hate jicama. It must have been celery. Oh, 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 and I just remembered a few other traits I noticed about you right away, like when you walk. You tilt to the right side. I'm well aware of that, but I try to compensate. Watch. Yes, I know, but when you do that, you overcompensate and you end up tilting to the left side. I do? How humiliating. Why didn't you ever tell me? 
I thought it was kind of sweet that you didn't want people to think your center of gravity was off in one direction. So instead, they'd think my center of gravity was off in the other direction. How does that help? Aren't we getting a little off course again? Yeah, but that's probably because I tilt to one side. So why don't you quickly finish mentioning all the things you didn't like about me when we first met, and maybe if we have any time left, you can share some of my positive traits with our audience. Larry, I think this could be a teachable moment for us, as well as for our many listeners, even though I hate that term. You hate the term listeners? No, no, I hate the term teachable moment. It's so au courant, and it will probably be totally outdated in a few years. Au what? Au courant. It means up to date. So, so, so you hate the term teachable moment, but you don't mind the term au courant. Isn't that like trying so hard not to tilt to one side that you tilt to the other? Larry, you know I take pride in my extensive vocabulary. While you were going out and experiencing love at first sight with an endless parade of females, I was often at home, alone, and memorizing words from a wide range of books so that men would find me fascinating. But men find you fascinating even without your vocabulary. Because, as I said, you have a fantastic ass. Anyway... That teachable moment refers to how I was going to list all the negative traits I noticed about you before I discovered some of your truly wonderful qualities. But then I realized that wouldn't make you feel very good, so I decided not to do it. Although we had planned a different love lesson for today, I think our love lesson will instead be something I'll call Keep Your Criticisms to Yourself. By not saying negative things about your partner, you'll keep your relationship moving in a positive direction. Is that the direction we're moving in right now? More or less. Anyway, whatever direction we were heading, we somehow managed to wind up right back where we started, being fixated on a person's ass. And as I think I proved, that is definitely not love at first sight. On the other hand, it's impossible to take in every part of a person's mental, physical, and spiritual natures the moment you first meet them. But if one physical trait catches your eye, whether they have a nice caboose or because you like the way their hair covers one eye, or let's say you find somebody's overbite really sexy, which I might add a few people do, and you eventually fall in love with that person, who's to say that first visual clue wasn't a sign that you had found your one and only, the answer to all your dreams your soulmate. So, in your case, that clue was my butt? Exactly. As opposed to all the other women whose butts you immediately took a liking to? You're, you're trying to trap me. You know that's one trait of yours I don't like because I sometimes blurt things out without giving it enough thought, and, and then you pounce on me like a lion on a... whatever it is that lions eat. Sloths? So, would you rather I not have that particular trait, or would you rather I not have a nice ass? I'd rather you not have that trait, but still have a nice ass. Why does it have to be one or the other? Anyway, wouldn't it be much simpler losing that one trait than letting your hindquarters become less attractive? You obviously have no idea what a half gallon of haagen can do to a woman's rump. Well, looking at the clock and realizing we've almost reached our allotted time, have we come to any conclusions that we can share with our listeners? Only that love at first sight depends on how you define love. And also how you define first, and probably how you define sight, too. But we might want to examine that more in a future episode. No, I really think that we should just leave this love lesson in the past and never return to it, unless you want to drive away our vast listening audience before we've even amassed one. Actually, I thought this show had a lot of valuable information in it. For instance, you learned that even though I was initially attracted to your behind, 
Over time, I have discovered a plethorosaurus of other desirable traits in you. <laughs> Not plethorosaurus, just plethora. You're confusing the word with plesiosaurus, a giant marine reptile that swam in prehistoric oceans. You meant to say a plethora of other desirable traits. I'm not so sure about that. I might have been trying to draw a parallel between how long such creatures lived on Earth and how long our love will last. You just can't ever be wrong, can you? Why does one of us always have to be right and the other wrong? You mean, why am I always right? Something like that. <laughs> we'll be back next week with another episode of Lisa and Larry's Untitled Relationship Show. Until then, we wish you a lifetime of loving with the love of your life. Now I remember. And you'll like this because you were right. About what? That silver ass. It was your friend Marcia's posterior that immediately caught my attention at that party. But when she turned around, I saw she wasn't as well built on top as you, so I decided to hit on you instead. I, I, I mean, I realized you were more to my taste. D does that make any sense? That's definitely the end of today's episode. So long. What? Hasta mañana. Oh, I get it. Those are two of my favorite ABBA songs. So long and hasta mañana. No, ABBA was the furthest thing from my mind. Don't worry. I promise it won't be long before I say, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. Come back, my little dancing queen. Mm -hmm.